0: One, two, three, and a place to be you. And now checking out the world's best podcast, The People's Party with myself, Talib Kweli, and I will take the Pepsi challenge with any of you motherfuckers. That's right. The world's best podcast is in the house, and we are in Las Vegas because I am still on the New York State of Mind tour. Shout out to Nas. Shout out to Wu-Tang Clan. Shout out to De La Soul. Recipes Dave. De La Soul forever. New York State of Mind is stomping through the territories. We're having a wonderful time, and because I'm in Vegas, the work can't stop. So I hollered at my homeboy who lives in Las Vegas. And my homeboy, who lives in Las Vegas, happens to be one of the greatest rappers of a generation. He's from the golden era. You know, he's from the era that I came in. Like, when I came in, I was listening to this man's music. And then he became one of my peers as an integral member of one of the greatest hip-hop groups, The Alcoholics, along with j Rowe and E-Swift. He came out on the scene mixing lyrics with Party Anthems, the shit was hard. 21 and Over, Make Room, all that hard shit. One of my favorite albums of all time, Coast to Coast in 1995. Damn, a great song. Next we had Liquidation. Next we had the EXO Experience. This is a group that started out from the West Coast, but soon became loved and beloved by all facets of hip-hop, all over every region. He didn't just stop there at the group. The solo work is impeccable. Rap Life is the solo album. A distinctive voice, witty with the punchlines, and MC's MC from going on stages all over the globe to sitting here with us on a People's Party in Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make some noise and show your love for one of the liquid crew MCs in the house, the West Coast very own, Rico Catastrophe. <laughs> hey. The homie and, and the place to be.
1: <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing, Tyler? You Hey, long time no see, bro. How good you to been? see you, bro. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. But, yeah, when's you know, the last time i seen you? I can't even remember. That's how long it's been. Um, uh, I want to say, uh, I can't remember. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I want to start out with one of your bars or for of one of your later projects, Sky's the Limit. hmm And you have a bar that says, I love it when I hear this new generation rap because y'all make me sound good. That's the generation gap. Mm-hmm. I relate to that bar
1: mm.
0: on a real, real deep, guttural level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Break down that bar for me.
1: Uh, it's kind of self-explanatory. I mm-hmm. said I love it when I hear this new generation rap because it'll make me sound good. That's that generation gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I was just saying that um, when I wrote that bar, I think I, I was just listening to a lot of music that um, didn't inspire me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I ain't not know what, what the—, the 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 gap was, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I didn't know what I wasn't pick I wasn't picking up what they was putting down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I just threw that in there to, you know, have fun with some bars. But uh, you know, no disrespect to, you know, the real ones out there and everything. But I just think that a lot of rappers, they, they don't really take it serious no more. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, so, I saw something online where people were complaining about the sales of hip hop being down by 40%. And I made I made a little bit of fun of it on, on my Instagram because I was like, for me, I was like, I can't tell because what I'm doing you know what I'm saying? One, sales never mattered. And mm-hmm. also, like I mentioned, I'm on the New York State of tour, and, and granted, I'm, I'm coming out as an opener mm-hmm. on this tour. But up to see Nas and Wu-Tang and these iconic groups do that level of production and that level of arena and still carrying, carrying the flag like that, I know for a fact in my business, legacy acts are doing better in those arenas mm. than the newer acts. And it's not even a a, a fault of the newer acts, right? Mm. Because the whole game, the whole way you pay your dues is different. Mm. So they don't have to pay their dues touring and doing the same type of live shows like how we used to do. And the way that people consume music is different. Right. People don't buy albums like that. People streaming mm. now. So, I mean, of course the sales would be down.
1: Right, but the whole thing is that I think that, um, am I tripping or did this 50-year hip-hop, the anniversary of this, really let people know that that the real hip hop is what you want to hear. Yeah, you're not tripping you know at all. Like I was tripping because with the alcoholics, we was, you know, I had a, um, I, I, I shut it down for about two years, mm-hmm. you know, right during the pandemic. Then right after that, I snapped mm-hmm. out of it. But you know, I had to do some, um, 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 what do you call it, self, uh, some wellness. Yeah, I had to, um, break a couple of bad habits that I had and everything. But, um. I just noticed that this year we've been getting booked like crazy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The Alcoholics and King Tee catching shows, and you know, Zavitz stay on the road. Everybody that that came up with us is, mm-hmm. is, is, was heavily booked this year, and I just hope it don't stop. You know what I'm saying? And you on the Nas uh, Wu yeah. it Don't get yeah. no bigger than that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate
0: you saying that. I feel the same way. Yeah, that's for sure. And we should, you know, we should appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Now, everybody who followed my career know that. I started my career with high tech I'm mm-hmm. from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I'm spending a lot of time in Ohio these days. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody in Ohio. Shout
1: out to the O. You and E. Swift as well, right, are mm-hmm. from Columbus, Ohio. Nah, Swift was in Toledo. I mean, he's from Toledo. Oh, okay, okay, he's from Toledo. I'm from Columbus, though. Shout out to always to the Dying.
0: Yeah, they call Ohio the middle of it all. <laughs> um, how did growing up there influence your musical journey?
1: Like, a lot of people know this, and a lot of people don't, but Ohio's, like, known for the funk, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of your favorite artists. Mm-hmm. My dad was a singer. He was in a group called The Chandler. so mm-hmm. it's in my, and, he, and my uncles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was the mm-hmm. group. My uncles and my dad, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, so the music has always been in me, but I just think that um, that Ohio was a funky place, you know what I'm saying? That's why yeah. I, I got into, like, the the... The West Coast sound, Battle Cat, and yeah. you know the Red Man albums and everything, because I was born into funk. the funk. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. that's what really um, that's that's why I think that that, like me and Jay, well, first song when we first met, he rapped totally different than me. Mm-hmm. But they kept egging me on, like, you should do a song with him, and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. We did a, a we did a couple songs and it ended up being a demo, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But we was just working and shit, but the first song we did was called I Get Funky, you know? Okay. And we looped Zap, <laughs> you know what yeah. i like Ohio. Yeah, that Roger, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Roger and everything. Yeah, man. And um, Shout out to Steve Arrington as well. I think that that influenced E. Swift to produce a lot of the songs that you hear mm-hmm. with that funk element yeah. that, um, you know, everybody likes. You know? Everybody <laughs> likes, yeah. You know? East to West. Yeah. Um, on one
0: of your songs, book, the book song, Chapter One. Mm. Beautiful songs. Thank you. Mm -hmm. for being that open. And you share personal stories about your family. Kind of for the first time, if I could remember that you did that really in your in your career, right?
1: Well, opened up about some shit. Yeah, yeah on yeah, that song. I, but see, really, that, that song was really just a skit. You know what I'm saying? It was wanna, short. I just wanted to tell people I, I was born in Columbus, Ohio. I moved to L.A. when I was 13, mm-hmm. and this and that. And that's what that really... Just, I was going to do different chapters to right. the book. And then I did that, and I just didn't like that album. You know what I'm saying? You didn't like that album. I didn't like the way... Cause I, mm-hmm. It was like when cute computers and shit started coming in, mm-hmm. and all this type of shit. It, it, like, I... Some of the rappers that was over there sent me the song. and I'm used to, you know what I mean, being in the studio yeah, with him was, and all that. Yeah, was trying and I'm like, to make a product. Yeah, and on top of that, he Swift didn't do the, the majority of the production, so, mm-hmm. you know, he was doing something else with some. I don't know what he was doing at that time.
0: But you mentioned on that song that your mom used to work for Al Green. Mm-hmm. Or work with Al Green. Yeah. And, um, and that's ill. A lot of people don't know that about
1: you. Yeah, I don't just running around telling people that shit, but you, know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you know, my mom, she was best friends with Al's wife, mm-hmm. um, hmm hmm so she she had a, a son named Norman. That's our, um, I almost want to say his oldest. Is his oldest? I don't know. But me and him grew up together because my mom worked for him and he was the same age as me. So, you know, the, the band members, Teeny you and know, all them, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And other band members take time babysitting us. And, you know, we was on the tour buses at an early age and, you know, I ain't talked to Al in a long time, but, you know, I hear he's still doing his thing, so I don't want to hear that you too old to rap shit. Al gotta be, he got to be 70, he, he got to show Saturday. You, you, know know what know so, you know
0: you can go see him at the church on Sunday morning yeah, after the show. See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're an amazing MC, and yeah. I've been listening to your rhymes for a long time, and something that's very interesting about your style that I heard you say once is that you didn't really necessarily come up writing to the beat.
1: Mm-hmm. You writing a cappella. No, I did, I did start it. When okay. I started, I used to write to the beat. Okay. But see, I don't think it's shit that quick. Mm-hmm. So basically what happened was I um I started out listening to E Swift bang out beats every single mm-hmm. day, right? So when you when you get a beat from Swift, he's gonna put it on the CD, I mean put it on the cassette back then. Mm-hmm you he's just gonna hit the drum machine, mm-hmm. and when you hear shit over and over and over, that's me. I, that's, I think I got ADD or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they diagnosed it or whatever, but I just can't sit and listen to the same thing over and over and over, <laughs> and think. You know what I'm saying? It's like it it get monotonous to me and everything. So when I I did I did one song where I I, I went outside and I walked around the block or something like that, mm-hmm. and I could just just hear the, the beat in my head, mm-hmm. but I could think. You know what I'm saying? So ever since then, I just never wrote to the beat again. See, now that's interesting to me because I'm the exact opposite. Why?
0: I started out writing w- w- like that, without the beat. Mm. And my style developed like that. Like My earliest stuff, you listen to my earlier work, it's, it's more wordy. It's more intricate. It's more loquacious. Mm-hmm. Because I was writing in notebooks. Yeah, loquacious. Where did you get that from? I ain't
1: never write that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that up. They don't wear loquacious. Google it. Get your Google <laughs> Loquacious. Loquacious. Spell it. Uh, L-O... Nah, I don't spell it.
0: <laughs> you gonna fuck it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it has a Q in there somewhere. A Q-U in there somewhere. But yeah, it was my style. It was... I was not writing to the beat. And then when I became a professional MC... hmm I learned how to write to the beat. Now, now I, it's a mix of of both. Mm. Um, you know, I do both now. But there was a time when I when I felt like, okay, I need to learn how to write to these beats because if I learn how to write to these beats, I can make better songs. Mm. You know what I'm saying?
1: But see, I got the beat in my head. I got a see what I used yeah to do, yeah I hear you. I hear you. I got a metronome in my head mm-hmm. where if Swift give me the beat, the mm-hmm. beat is right there. So I just think of the rap and this and that yeah. and then. I'll play the beat and match it to, I'll force it in there and I say, okay, mm-hmm. i to take a word out here. Mm-hmm. i gotta take a word out there. I just can't be, how the shit, because, you know, with, with the, the West Coast, we know for that bass, and, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your eardrums are going, but your head is going boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, right, right, how the right. hell do you think? You know what I'm saying? But right. anyway, but um, yeah, people trip about that because when, when a producer play me a beat and I like it, I tell them, I'll be like, I like that. Make me a copy of that, I'll be back. I'll be back. And I just go outside, go to the car, and I have it on deck. So when I write some shit, mm-hmm. now I write my phone. I ain't, I mean, I ain't, it took me a while to get, I, I was writing. Yeah, I write on my phone too. I was writing with a pen and a pad until about two years ago. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When, if when I, I can get my
0: hand, hand on a pen and a pad, I'd probably still write it. I feel you. Now, speaking of writing and speaking of Columbus, mm. let's talk about Bow Wow for a second.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: here we go! <laughs> Shout out to Bow
1: Wow! Shout out to Bow
0: Wow, man. Now I've heard the story mm. that Bow Wow's first rhyme that he used to go around spitting, and the rhyme that he blew up on spitting, mm. you wrote that.
1: It's, a, it's documented because the whole thing is this. I, I'm not going. I've only told this one other time, and I felt weird because it, it, the way I said it was sound like I'm. I want to thank you, or I want some money, or I want to. I don't want right. but just him to know the, mm. the real story is that. Like, basically, his dad, rest in peace to DJ Wiz, rest in peace DJ Wiz out of Columbus, Ohio. He, I used to come back from L.A. every mm-hmm. summer, see my grandparents, and, um, you know, just kicking with the, you know, my just in my neighborhood just mm-hmm. that I grew up in. And DJ Wiz, basically, he, I guess he knew Bow Wow's Pops, mm-hmm. but Wiz used to do all these mixtapes and shit. So, I came back um, from L.A. to Columbus, and I had a, a mixtape, I mean, I had a... Um, I don't know if it was a demo or mixtape. He used to put my songs that I, me and Swift used to do, he used to put them on his mixtapes and shit mm-hmm. like that. So you know you got a little kid and he's you know on the back seat in the car and everything. Yeah, and you yeah, driving yeah. in the school, driving in this. I guess he used to play it so much that the little kid memorized it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, um, I guess Snoop came to Columbus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what was said at the that the when he introduced himself, it said my son raps. I mean, I'm saying Bow Wow's pops. Got up on Snoop and introduced mm-hmm, him and mm-hmm. said, "My son raps and whatever, whatever." I wasn't there for that part, you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. But Wiz called me and said, "Hey man, I was standing there, man." This, 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 he said, "Your shit like this," <laughs> and I, I was, I was, um, because he wasn't signed yet, you know right, what I'm right. saying? So I just laughed it out. I said, "Okay, that's cool, you know, whatever." I'm in LA, just minding my business, right? Then he called me back and said, "Hey, Rick, you know, it's a three-hour time difference, man. I just saw it, man." He said, "Watch our Senior Hall tonight,"
0: uh-huh.
1: And I said, "What, what, what's going on?" He said, "Just watch our Senior Hall," and I watched it. And Snoop was introducing this little rapper from Columbus, Ohio, named Little Bow Wow. He's like seven or right, six or right, some right. shit. You know what I'm saying? He was Just being the little jersey, and he um and he came out there and said my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was sitting there, me and Swift was on the couch, like, "What?" Because Swift did the beat to the song that I that they heard, right? And shit. And so you know, the bottom line is, I don't, I don't. All I know is that that was my shit. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So after that, I was trying to get in touch with him, saying, "Look." we might be the only two rappers from Columbus. You know what I'm saying? Right. Bone Thugs, they from Cincinnati or from or Cleveland, Cleveland. yeah. I said, look, man. I mean, I was trying to reach out to him just to, to tell him to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is after he he was already Bow Wow, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I tried to tell him this story at a party one time. He had security and shit with him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a good idea, you know what I'm saying? I was drunk <laughs> as hell. I was drunk, you know what I'm saying? I was just rushing up with him. And really, I just wanted to tell him the story. But then the security started doing all this shit and everything. Right. I said, you know what? Yeah, I'll tell him later. So
0: what's funny to, to me, I think that's a, an, an amazing story off top, right? And um, and when I heard you tell that story, what I was watching, um, you didn't seem bitter at all. You didn't seem nah, like you was asking for no and money never, or nothing. None, 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 none of that type of energy. But for me, it's funny because when I first got on Twitter, Bow Wow used to hit me. Mm-hmm. And he's hit me like, yo, OG, like, I fuck with your rhymes. Okay. And we, you know, I, I, like, like, we, we should get together and we should work on some shit. I was like, cool. So he hit me when he came to New York. Mm-hmm. And I brought him to the studio. And Bow Wow, this was, he had dropped, he was Shad Moss by this time, I think. He was trying to do the Shad Moss thing. Mm-hmm. And he was in the studio in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. smoking weed, mm-hmm. drinking, talking about how niggas do not respect his pen. It's Penn It's Penn Oh okay Well, And I saw him And we sat there We did a couple songs together mm-hmm. And I watched this man Write rhymes And he wrote some Dope ass rhymes I ain't say he write rhymes He just ain't write that one nigga. <laughs> No I know that, that. <laughs> I know that
1: But for me He, it's he funny. The one He was on our city Right with. right For and me, And then it's... on top of that Let me say one thing. <laughs> Let me say one thing About that if you if you listen to what he said on Arsenio, yeah, he was saying grown man shit. He was like five when the he first. He was saying nigga on Arsenio yeah. was crazy. The first the first line of that song because he's so little you can't really hear him clearly, clearly, clearly. Right, he said nigga. I heard it clearly. Yeah, he said. I said because the song is called Styles, and I, I break down all these different styles mm-hmm. in one rap. Uh-huh. So that's what he's saying. So he right. said, style one, nigga, because I'm conscious as a an Nubian. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, conscious. Yeah. Is then he said, something, as a Nubian. And then the system the system trying to do conches. me in is the next yeah. line. Like, what's this, the nigga? You seven. You know yeah, you throwing multis shit. Yeah, like, you know, the like... whole thing is that I got in contact, I think the Wiz, rest in peace, or some somebody got me in contact with his pops. And as soon as I got, I was drunk, I think he was drunk, we got on the phone. And as soon as I got on the phone with his dad, it was like all bad vibes, like, I was, like 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 if I was calling to ask for some money or something right, right, like right. that. I was just like, "What's up?" I just, just want to know how you got your hands on that rap. I know what you know you know, man, it went, left. yeah, it I, went left, and I just left it alone. I, and I, and I, I, and
0: I, I think you should leave it alone, and I think that's the right energy to 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 deal with it. I, I, just, bring I just, it up. Me, did up for me, for me, for me. It's, it's hilarious <laughs> because I'm like, I want to know at what point in your career do you go from being micromanaged and being you know, put upon, like, you're going to say this and this is what we're going to mm. do. To you to you being like, fuck that. No, I'm going a, I'm to a do my own shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, like you see, he's a little kid back then. At, you know, there was I a I don't point, know how old he was. I, I met him. I, when I met him, he was a grown man mm. with movies and albums, success under his belt, who was like, yo, niggas need to take me more seriously. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never met him, so, you know, it's, it's number love, man. Yeah, the shout out to So Shout out to Columbus, so, out to Columbus um... Columbus, Ohio, definitely. Yeah. But let's take it to the West Coast and talk about King T, mm-hmm. the legend of King T,
1: my mentor,
0: the ment your mentor. Mm-hmm. He's the first person to take you on tour. You said that on the song on Killing It. You're gonna give him the car because he opened up the doors and took mm-hmm. a nigga on tour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Shout out King T, man.
1: King T changed everybody's life because, well, really, really, realistically, see, the whole thing was that that um, people don't know this shit. Mm-hmm. Some people do, some people know, but realistically, King T used to be J-Roll's DJ. Yeah, I heard that once. Yep. And so, mm-hmm. King T eventually moved on and he started crack. We met King T right when he dropped bass. That's mm-hmm. when me and Swift came around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And how we got, that's why I say God, God is here. God, God is incredible, man. Because mm-hmm. realistically, I don't think we'd be sitting here if E. Swift didn't go over King T's house to cut his hair one day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened with King T's DJ because I heard. Wait, don't gloss over that. That having barber
0: skills is a very important part of our community, yeah, and it's like it's, that's how you know word gets spread around.
1: And I want to say this: E. Swift cuts hair way better than he makes beats. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on now, hold on now, hold on now, hold on, on, on. hold not, on, hold like, on. Like, no, we're not going like, go go to gloss over that. Listen, because E. Swift is one of the best producers, so.
1: You said he cuts hair better than he makes beats? He was not. He he was the dude that, he, he was like a home barber, but everybody wanted to get cuts from him. He, he used to cut initials. Home and, barber and bedroom DJ. And better, he had all that e shit in one room. But he went over King T's, I think, we, we, over Pool House in Santa Monica, I think, or somewhere. I wasn't there, but the whole thing was that uh, everything changed overnight because King T. I, I I thought it was Keith Cooley that couldn't make it, but I'm hearing, because mm-hmm. we were... We homies with Aladdin, DJ Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to DJ Aladdin. And I heard Tila tell the story. He was like, DJ Aladdin was Aladdin. He got into this car accident mm-hmm. that I knew about and broke his legs. And I knew about that, but I didn't think that was the same. I'm I'm, I'm confused about that part. Mm-hmm. But King T needed a DJ. He had some turntables at the house that he was cutting his hair at. Mm-hmm. And did an audition right there and got hired on the spot. Mm-hmm. Swift, I was living with Swift. He came back to the crib and said, nigga, I'm packing up my shit. Nigga, I'm going on tour with Scarface and King T and NWA and... and-, and- and he left, and I think that's what really set us up for you know the next step of because we was we was making demos and shit. Yeah. But when he started DJing for Tila, then we got action. We we all in the all in the same gang video. <laughs> we all in the right. You know, going on the road with Tila. and um, you know, I just I just wonder what life would have been if that barbershop. I mean, if that uh, if that connection was made, that that yeah yeah you know yeah. Shout I, to King T, definitely. I mean, who knows, man. I, I, I might have been rich as fuck by now. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> if, if that didn't happen, who knows? Though, but, you know, but, who knows what would happen? Yeah, but we here though, man. So no you know. doubt, no doubt. You think they could tell I've been smoking, man? What you say? I've been smoking, smoking hollies.
0: Now, shout out to the Wu Tang. Shout out to RZA. Um Recently, we were in uh, the Miami area doing the show, mm. and Steve Rifkin was in town, mm. and RZA did this whole speech. And brought Steve Rifkin out and talked yeah, I about. I saw that. I saw that. You on that. saw that. Oh, okay, God. you yeah. talked about the difference between uh, having a, an executive who cares about the music and the artists mm-hmm. versus someone who just is corporate and doesn't. Is that your same experience with Steve Rifkin?
1: Definitely, Steve. Um, you know, I know his family. I know um, he 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 comes from a musical background mm-hmm. with his pops, Jules, and everything. Mm-hmm. But Steve, one thing I say about it is Steve was definitely hands on when it came to um he wasn't hands on in making the music mm-hmm. but he would he knew dope from whack you know what I'm right. saying and he would not um he wanted you to be yourself mm-hmm. and I saw I think every artist that was on loud he gave you the um the 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 leeway just, yeah he would just give you the budget and just say turn in whatever y'all want to because I know mm-hmm. it's gonna be dope. You know what I'm saying? Is and it, I ain't know too me too many executives like that.
0: Is it safe to say that y'all were the first successful
1: group on loud? Yeah, I mean, you know... Um, it seems that way to me. I mean, yeah, we, we we opened the doors definitely for loud... They they say it all the time, you know, because mm-hmm. there was a group on there called Madcap that mm-hmm. you can't forget about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what their numbers and shit was, mm-hmm. but I just know that when people in Los Angeles, California, heard the name the alcoholics and then they heard the music that go with that, everything just changed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everything started going up loud. phones started ringing. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Then, you know, right after us came Wu-Tang. That was us, the first... Two groups to really make some noise. I think, I think Twister was signed to Loud, and mm-hmm. he never put nothing out. I don't remember them him putting nothing out. Was it, it was
0: Speed? Speed not Mobsters? That came later, right?
1: They was on Loud. No, that's Twister's group that was later. Oh, okay. I nah, because not- I, I heard that he wasn't happy with Loud, so he didn't even put nothing out. He just bounced to a, another label or something. I don't know the story, but um, I just know that we, we when we came out, everybody called us the first group on Loud. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to tell, nah, I was too, but. Pretty soon it just got out there that, you know, we was the um we kicked in the door for loud, you know. Right up. And then came Wu Tang, Big Pun, right. Mob Deep, right. exhibit, da-da-da. It just kept going, man. Like Yeah, y'all you worked with so
0: many members of Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Um, especially uh ODB
1: was mm-hmm. huge was, record. Out of all them, that's the that's what I was closest to. Right, ODB. y'all did
0: that song in the booth together,
1: huh? Yeah, we did the um the old school. Like the singers used to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, get around one microphone and mm-hmm. sing. We did that. That was crazy. That was that was unheard of at the time. <laughs> <Right. laughs> now nah, think about it. Right. Shout out to O D B Yeah, Peace. shout out to his family and
0: yeah, shout out to YDB too. He's doing an amazing job on this tour.
1: Yes, that's that's he looks just like Pops. He looks yeah, like...
0: he got the essence. And he and he's and he still got his own thing going on. It's it's dope to see. Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk about Coast to Coast because this is an album that for me was very special. It had a huge influence over how I rhyme, over how I hear beats. Mm-hmm. Next level with Diamond D. Mm-hmm. Fuck me up. Never
1: heard no shit like that. Yeah, shout out ah, to Diamond Man. It. Shout out to the whole D.I.T. real good.
0: You that know. shit, that shit was crazy, bro. I feel like 21 and over was, I know that, you know, King T gave y'all the name to alcoholics. Mm. And there was a lot of references to, on 21 and over, mm. we're the alcoholics, and this is about drinking. Mm. And then I feel like it was less of that on Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. WLIX Mad felt like you at the lunchroom table in a high school. Shout out to Luke Pack, Mad Lib, and Jack. Wild Child. Now, if it wasn't for this album, Coast to Coast, obviously I do a lot of work with Mad Lib mm. and Jack is on my album as well. Mm. And I'm a huge pack fan. Mm. But I heard of them because of the alcoholics. Mm. I heard of them because, like, when when I put this album on, and, and this was very gracious, you know, this was very gracious for the alcoholics album to come on, and the first voice you hear is somebody who's not an alcoholics. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I remember that. I was like,
1: Oh, okay, they have a lot of faith in this, in, in these dudes. Yeah, uh, that's that's what um, that's what that was kind of, well, like you heard of the liquid crew, cool, of course, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We were the first ones to really um, how do I describe it? Like um see certain things in certain people. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to build this liquid crew cool thing that King T started. I thought of the name liquid though, but. Okay. Anyway, but King hey. T wanted to form this um, you know, this this alliance and everything. And, and I just think that um we just like the 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 rawness of Mad Lib. We like the rawness of Jack, mm-hmm. the rawness of the exhibits, the rawness mm-hmm. of cause it was it was like LA at one point everybody was pretty much rapping the same because, mm-hmm. you know, it was popular to gangbang on wax. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. if you if you was an underground cat like us or me or whatever. You know it's hard to get in a lot of doors, mm-hmm. but you know we saw um, we saw a lot of uh, shout out to right too. That's one of shout the shout out the most to Defarai. Heyru slept on.
0: He's one of the. He's I, I love the fact that he that he comes from that teacher background, but also come from the from the streets, to come from the L, the MC background. Like yeah. he's all of these things in one. who was a, finest. Yes. Yeah. So now my man JRO. Mm. This is such a for me. A phenomenal a complete MC. He said things that made me be like, you know, it must be a local motive. I mean, a crazy reason. This type of shit, like mm-hmm. that. That album in particular, the Coast to Coast, of 2014, fucked me up. It seems to me is is like steel sharpens steel. Mm-hmm. Can you describe your lyrical relationship with J. Ro?
1: We don't really got a lyrical relationship. He be doing his shit. I be doing mine. Mm-hmm. And we just come together. Like we we. I don't think. We, we even talk about like concepts and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like Swift will make a beat. Mm-hmm. I'll go do my shit a cappella, then J-Roll have his shit, you know, sitting on mm-hmm. the hip, having have his shit ready. And we just put whatever we thought on there, and they're mm-hmm. so different, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we think of, that's all we used to do was was really MC on the records, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We used to have people saying, we used to say shit like say ho on the record, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you yeah. listen to it, you say, oh, you know, and this and that. There's, yeah, a lot of production value and extra
0: party shit to add on to what alcoholics is you know is for me has always been a group that is has an underground hip-hop lyricist lyrical vibe mm-hmm. um I was watching y'all drink champs and you you questioned when EFn said uh lyricist. you said am I a lyricist? I rap about partying and drinking beer. And I thought that was interesting that you framed it that way. Uh You know what I'm saying? Because I consider you a lyricist too. I consider alcoholics a lyrical group. But it's the same shit with like a slum village, right? Where people Uh will be like, oh yeah, people will be like, I love that positive, conscious, hip, you know, Lyrical hip hop like Slum Village, and these niggas was rhyming about let's have a three screw and going to the strip club, <laughs> and I got a big truck and I'm making money and I'm a Detroit player, and this yeah. is the type of shit. That, but because the music sounds so good, it has this vibe that what you what you were talking about like this like '90s vibe, mm. um, certain type of hip hop vibe. It has this vibe that the vibe the vibe uh, feels so good, you don't even niggas could be saying some pimp shit
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it just still feel good.
1: Yeah, but see, I think that when when people say lyrical, I think that a lot of times um, all you got to do is just use a bunch of big words and you, mm-hmm. you're more lyrical than the next, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like loquacious. Yeah, like questions that you still don't know what the hell <laughs> means. I think you made this shit up, but I never heard of it before. It's not like a somebody' name, the uh, <laughs> middle name or something. Is it literally. like a ghetto uh, yeah. middle name? But yes, but um, but uh, uh, uh what was I saying? But J. <laughs> yeah, you got me thinking about what the Lequatius. fuck is lequacious. <laughs> come here. Oh man, come outside. But, oh. Come outside, lequacious. Oh man, smoker harlick. But I just think that um, when 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 MC like that, like there's an MC right now um, out of San Diego, Mitchie Slick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah Mitchy Slick is a good friend of mine. He he's another one that I you know man stepped in early in his career, and I just saw something. That I was like, he's the hardest gangster rapper. I, you know? Yeah. I this that, but but him and JL Felony get it clack, 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 Yeah, clack. they lyrical. You know what I'm saying? But they just talk about different shit mm-hmm. than MC MCs yeah. do. But that, you know, that's what I'm saying, is how hard you concentrate on your mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that makes you the lyrical.
0: Now, I want to talk about your impact on my career personally. Mm-hmm. Beyond the fact that I was listening to these early alcoholic records, um, you helped legitimize Raucous by doing Body Rock with Yassine Bay. And Q tip.
1: Shout out to Yasin Bay, man. I ain't seen him since that video, but <laughs> <laughs> he be around. I love the devil I love him the death. Yeah, he
0: though, be man. around. Um, you were instrumental in that because you were you were a, a, a standard bearer for mm-hmm. us at that time. And it's like if you could get Tash on a record, and then it was crossing, it was keeping everything vibrant because the West Coast was 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 now people were starting to take the West Coast more seriously mm-hmm. on, in terms of lyrics. And you were a huge part of that.
1: And then you and me started, we were running around. Together yeah, a bit. we got memories, man. We um, yeah, we linked up around that time and everything, mm-hmm. and you know, um, I remember that time we went to the uh, uh stress and show with Micah Nine and all that.
0: Shout out to Micah Nine.
1: Yeah, shout out Micah Nine. That's my boy, 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 man. <laughs> One that's, of my uh,
0: favorite people who I've been uh, beefing with lately. I don't know if you call it beef, but I don't like a lot of stuff he been doing.
1: What is that about? Cause I saw something <laughs> and I, I it came and it went so quick that I, yeah. I was like, that, that can't be. A serious beef. I'm, I'm, I've never talked about it <laughs> that's like on brothers the podcast. Get mad I've only talked
0: about it online, like in comment comment sections and whatnot, mm. which I do a lot of talk in the comment sections. But um, <laughs> I never talked about it here on, on the podcast.
1: Um, but, you know, so you... you Let, you, let me say something real quick uh? because just tell me is this true. You ain't just the West Coast, did you? No, that how ridiculous would that okay, be? Okay, that's what I heard was and the see, beef.
0: That's interesting that you said that because, you know, unless you, you know, you know, we all, we all adults here. Like, think about who I am. I'm not saying you. I'm mm. just talking about the average person. Mm. Because you heard that, right? Yeah. Think about who I am, what, what I have stood for in the culture. Mm. The fact that I lived in the West Coast. I put out Strong Arm Steady. Put out records with, with Mitchie Slick.
1: That's why I was confused.
0: This is my point I'm making. It should confuse you. And to anyone who knows anything about me or anything about hip-hop, well, that should confuse them. The fact that anybody would not only spread that lie, but then people would believe that lie, well, that's confusing to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing with Mike Nine is like, um, let's deal with the facts first. The facts is Mike Nine is one of the greatest MCs I've ever heard. Period. Period. One of the best I've ever heard do it. He's absolutely, I would consider him professionally, lyrically, a mentor of mine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I was Mike and I was in my life early. I met him when I was before I, I got famous. He was living in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and I met him, and I'm like, oh shit, you Mike and I for Freestyle Fellowship, and I was listening to Freestyle Fellowship every day. Me and, too. And when I first started taking MC seriously, I took a Greyhound bus three days. Damn. To go to the Good Life Cafe. Damn. You, you see what I'm saying? So <laughs> give it. I'm giving you all this context <laughs> to see why it's so ridiculous. That's you know what I'm saying. That someone would say I'm trying to diss the West Coast when I got so much respect for not just Mike Nine, but for Freestyle Fellowship. Did and you do a diss record? I did. I did a record where I talked about Mike Nine. I want to consider it a diss record. I have a diss record I ain't put out. What
1: are y'all beefing about then?
0: Because I'm well, I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm telling you. Okay, dude. So
1: so. I'm just. That's,
0: I'm giving you context of who Mike and Nine is to me.
1: Okay, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Yeah, he. That's who. That's who he. He, he was. To you me. Was just big up and then you say? Yeah, I got a diss record, but I ain't put it out yet. <laughs> well,
0: because I didn't put it out because I got respect for him. Okay. And I this this record is too good. Mike and Nine. I was you had you in a group. You was in a group with Born a Law. Right. Disturbing.
1: Disturbing the peace.
0: Right, um, and th- that's Project Blow, right? Or like Good Life, Good Life Error. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good Life e- MC. Mm. Um, there's a guy from there called Rifleman.
1: Hello, Rifle Man, yeah.
0: Um, I never heard of him before. Mm. He started trolling me on Twitter, and um, I asked him why he was trolling me, and he said because I had stopped him. He was handing out a flyer at a party, and he called a girl a bitch, and he was arguing with a girl, and, and I came out and I, I tried to stop the argument. Now, I don't remember doing this. Mm. But he said, he said, I did this 15 years ago. Well, I said, when this happens, 15 years ago. And then he's like, yeah, ask Mike Nine about me. So I asked Mike Nine about him. Mike is like, uh, yeah, that's my homeboy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so Micah's thing was like, it's between y'all. And I didn't appreciate that for Mike. Because how I felt about it was, if you're and Rifleman is a very aggressive dude. Mm-hmm. So he was threatening me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't come around here, target on your back type of shit. This dude did three diss, three diss songs about me. You know what I'm saying? So your man threatening me and got three diss songs about me. I don't feel like I should have you in my life. I don't. I have to have boundaries. I don't feel like I can have you around me because you might have this nigga around, around you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it was. And so that's what it was. So, and so then I, I spoke about that on a record. I didn't mention anybody's name. I just said I have a friend who I felt like was disloyal to me and didn't treat me like a friend. And they figured it out. And then these dudes made like 15 disc records about me. But in the disc records, and the disc records they made about me, here's the, here's the real problem I have with it. Hip hop is hip hop, right? You don't gotta like a nigga, you can make a disc record about a nigga. Who you know what I'm saying? That's hip hop. Mm-hmm. You got some shit going on yourself with casual.
1: Nah, this shit been over with, but oh, it's over with. That, that was a misunderstanding. I'm about. glad,
0: I'm glad to hear that. But as I but there was disc records made. Mm-hmm. Niggas make disc, disc records with you know what I'm saying. But the thing that that bothered me about the Project Blow situation is these dudes in this disc records is calling me a child molester. And saying I rape women and all this type of shit. That are rumors on the internet that racists have started. So that they're on the internet talking to trolls and putting shit out there about me that has nothing to do with hip-hop. Nothing to do with what they say they're mad about, at me about. Just straight lies to, you know, smear me.
1: But where they get that from? They, they just from the made internet. it up? They from just from made the it up? Or what's it it's doing? for
0: people making make it up on the internet. That's my
1: issue. Do you raped somebody who came up on the internet? What's this talking about? I'm, I'm confused again. Okay. Um, well, there's a. a... I mean, because you on MCs, that's mm-hmm. a, that's what you're supposed to do. If you're in a battle or you're in a mm-hmm. beef or you you say the most mm-hmm. disrespectful mm-hmm. shit, but I'm asking you, is this shit true or not true? Or They got it off the internet because it's out there. Well, or... again,
0: again, Tash, I would I would point to who I am as a person, and point to who I am at you. I ain't never heard that in my life, but right. And why would you hear that? Because it's obviously not true. Like it it should be out. People's first thought shouldn't be, "Did you do that?" People's first thought should be, "That's outrageous." You know what I'm saying? That's outrageous. That's what people's first th- thought should be because they're offering this information with zero proof. Uh-huh. What You just saying that, you? this is what it is. But I'm saying, if you be what saying
1: white out shit, they might talk about your mama, talk mm-hmm. about your kids, that, might yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about it is. So that's what it is. If you're saying true using. shit, I don't you know. I just shit. I just know I love both you guys and mm-hmm. and, and what I mean by Micah Nine is is an incredible MC. I don't know rifle man that yeah, will, but I met him a couple of times and he's a cool, motherfucker, man. Um
0: yeah, Mike is a mech is an amazing MC. Yeah and he I, uses MC powers for evil when he says that I raped somebody. He made a record about me Oh close. that's who said that. Mike his whole crew, two mechs, they call me uh oh. Quali Cosby is what they, they call me. Oh, you know what nah, I'm mean? saying? There's so. a racist, oh. there was a racist named Turtle Boy Sports, mm-hmm. right? This is 15 years ago. Turtle Boy Sports is racist in Boston with a racist blog, and he was sexually harassing a woman. And he was trolling me. I found out about it. I put it out there that he was sexually harassing a woman. This racist makes a WordPress site with a, like, makes it look like a newspaper and puts up a story that says, Talib Kwali raped a 14 year old boy. Clearly, it's not true. It's just some shit he did on the internet. But because I go at racist all the time, mm. these racists have taken this story and they spread it around like it's true. So when one of these MCs feels like they have a problem with me, that's what they saying. So when you asking that's where they where they get it from? That's where they get it from. So what they doing is they align it <laughs> with racist trolls.
1: This you internet know, is shit is way out man. cuz yeah, that's, that's like the worst do. shit you could call a motherfucker, man, a rapist, boy, a child boy rapist. Yeah, that's what they that's what they saying. That's, <laughs> that's some shit that you do not want to be called. <laughs> Ever, nigga. I don't give a fuck if you rapping, not rapping, rap is this. But that's damn. what they are. And But And that's not
0: that's not hip hop to me. Right. That's right. not hip hop. If you want to say some shit that's true, you don't like my rhyme style, you think most deaf is better. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. I'm not mad. I don't none of that shit faze me. But when you out here talking about I'm raping children, that's a different level. That could get you killed. Nigga. That's, that's a, what I'm trying to tell well, you. Well, that's what it is. It's lynching. But that's what it is. It's, it's language set up, especially for black men. Is language set up to try to get us lynched, whether it's digitally lynched or actually lynched.
1: Well, I hope y'all work that out, man, because y'all the positive brothers in this game. <laughs> man, y'all talk about some crazy shit, man. Hey, ain't no y'all. But I'll tell you I've what. Never,
0: I've, like I said, I got a diss record. And I I, I, I might play you just, just diss record when the camera's off. Everything no, I said, man, I don't want to hear you dissing my homeboy. <laughs> Nigga, I'm out this Everything, man. everything, Everything I said in my diss record is true. Nothing I said is about nobody's relationships or no type of lies. I
1: don't want to hear because I ain't playing no fence. I know that. I've known you for, what, 30 years? It's a good record, though. 30 years. It's a good hip-hop record. I know Micah 9 and and the Freestyle Fellowship. Shout out to all of them, man. Jupiter, um, A.C. Alone.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I got respect for that crew. They wanted the best to ever do it, and they had a huge influence on me. But you're not going to say I rape kids. That's what you're not going to
1: That (laughs) that is a jacket you do not want to wear. Yeah, anyway. But I didn't know nothing about that shit. Yeah. I just hope y'all work it out and um let's get back to this hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? No Um, doubt.
0: Speaking of this hip hop, let's talk about rap life. Um, do you feel like with rap life it had a more West Coast vibe than the earlier music?
1: Did it have a more West Coast vibe? Yeah, I think so. But see, that that was intentional. Because, you said it was unintentional? No, it was intentional. It was intentional. intentional I yeah. felt like it was intentional. Yeah, because like the whole thing was like um, I'm trying to think of that album. Um the whole thing was like this, like, like the alcoholics had an underground hip-hop sound. Mm-hmm. And I was more into the funk and I was more into the the I ain't gonna say I was I was into the streets or the street, you know, the I, I wasn't even Doing nothing, but talking about Flashy Tashy, the, the flash rapper you ever saw. You know what I'm saying? Shout but, out to Flashy Tashy. But to do that, you gotta talk about everything that, you know, come mm-hmm. with that. So, you know, it just had a whole different vibe. I got a lot of um, a lot of love for doing. Well, actually, I'm gonna tell you how to. We ended up doing this song. You heard the one with Snoop, right? Mm-hmm. The Jesus Jeezy with the Jesus, yeah. Okay, really, I had this one song called a, um, what was it called? Um, I forgot the name of it. I got a beat from Rockweiler. And I said, when you was falling off, Catastrophe was falling on, da 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 Yeah, falling on. That's the name mm-hmm. of it. But I ended up, um, I don't know if I let too many people, I, don't, I ain't even going to go into all that. But that was supposed to be my single. Loud Records loved it. Everybody was digging and grooving. And then Snoop and them came out with it. The same beat. You know what I'm saying? The same
0: sample, yeah.
1: So that kind of threw the monkey wrench and everything. So what? I had to switch it—you know, switch up singles, blah, blah, blah. And so my first single ended up coming out Rap Life with Ray Kwan. You know what I mean? And I was, the first thing was just me by myself. Mm-hmm. So I said, that's kind of weak coming out with a single with a Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? That's your first single. I want to stand on my own and then get the mm-hmm. respect, then put out shit. You know what I'm saying? But that shit ended up doing real good. And I just felt like I I I, I abandoned my West Coast roots. Going mm-hmm. to get a New York rapper, New York producer, da-da-da-da-da, I'm on loud, a New York label. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I wanted to come back and... and, and and get the same love to the West. So I did yeah. a remix to Battle Cat. Shout out to Battle Cat. I was with him the other night. Battlecat, Battle Cat, um, yeah. Battle Cat did me that beat, and I, it just seemed like that's where I wanted to go with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I started making, you know, songs like with LV and you know, just different people from LA to um just get a balance. If you listen to that 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 album, it's equally balanced yeah. with the west and the east. Yeah. Know? And that was intentional. Yes, yes indeed.
0: Shout out to Feel the Agony.
1: Yeah, it's cousin Phil. What's up, yeah. Phil?
0: Uh, Rollo ass Phil. Rollo
1: ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You
0: had him on um, uh, "Rock With The Best." Mm-hmm. Um, they, but on, on on online on Spotify, that song is credited. It says Styles P. Well, Rockin' with the best. It does. It says it's featuring Styles P.
1: Instead of Phil. Oh like. no, nah, Styles. Stylistic Jones is in the Liquid Crew, but it ain't... I don't know. It, it says it says Styles P. <laughs> oh, I never even meant style piece. I don't <laughs> they, know what they're they they talking about
0: You got Feel the Agony On a song with Outkast mm-hmm. You one of the rare MC's That got a record with Outkast mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: That's crazy How did that come together With Outkast and the Be Real And
1: uh, I think um, I just wanted to do a song With Outkast And I knew some people Because I, I used to get a lot of love From the whole Dungeon family hmm I used go to Atlanta doing Freak Nick, and they'd take me to their parties and this and that, Rico Wade and all these guys and just shit. Shout out to Dungeon Family. Yeah, Dungeon Family. I just did a song with Big Rube and shit. Okay, out. That
0: too. shout out to Rube.
1: Yup, definitely. Me and some and Rube. Some killer. But um, anyway, um, basically, we reached out to him and this and that. And the funny part about that song, if you really listen to the song, I told Phil the Agony before, if you, if you know the words to it, I say... Um, I said, catastrophe, I shoot it through, dipped in 24 carats. And I go into this long-ass spiel about tass is this, tass is that, tass yeah, yeah, yeah. is up, tass is down, tass is swinging off the chandeliers, tass is... And I told Phil the Agony, I said, look, nigga, I said, the niggas we on this, this, this song with, they famous. I said, we're not. I said, I'm about to say my name 15 times in this rap. I said, I suggest you do the same. <laughs> yep. say, I said, because by the time this song is over with, they going to know our name. And then Phil with it there... Feel the act, look how many times he said feel in the rap. He said it a bunch. But I think that I might be the first rapper to say my name 19 times in one rap. And feel the second
0: one. He said, Look, these niggas is
1: famous. (laughs) That's funny. You
0: also work with the Neptunes, very, very, very very famous group. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a single with the Neptunes. I got a song with the Neptunes, but I couldn't get the label to clear it for a single. Nah. Y'all joint became a single. there was, was now this there, there this was a departure in sound. That project in general, mm-hmm. XO Experience, and in the name, it was the Licks instead of the Alcoholics, right? right that right, project. Right. Was there any feedback that was either constructive or that you felt like was negative from fans from going that route?
1: I mean, yeah, because we changed the name mm-hmm. to the. I forgot the reason why we changed it to the Licks. I oh, we was getting flack, man. We we, mm-hmm. we couldn't do a lot of shit. Like we went on tour with, um, like I was telling you with the Quest De La Soul tour, we couldn't yeah. even we couldn't even do the shows in the Bible Belt.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. it was like, we ain't fucking with no... I mean, they ain't say fucking, but they said mm-hmm. we ain't messing with the name, the alcoholics. We got too many real alcoholics out here, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even let us perform. And then we... um, like It was just little shit. Like, we went to... They booked us to do Soul Train. And we go to Soul Train. And, you know, I bought some new shit. And we pull up in the limo. And we in the dressing room. And we getting ready. And we hype. And we told our mamas to tune in and all this shit. <laughs> and the next thing you know, the some lady came and knocked on the door and said, Hey, man when you just heard the name, man. He can't fuck with the alcoholics, man. And <laughs> sent us home. You know what I'm saying? So we was getting shit like that. It ain't get playing this shit on the radio. They saying alcoholics. That was a bad thing at the time. Mm-hmm. So basically, somebody came up with... When they call y'all the Licks anyway. Y'all were saying it's the Licks
0: baby from early.
1: Yeah, that was the first song we did. Yeah. It was the Licks baby. Um, It's the Licks. But um, we caught a lot of, of flack from the fans because they thought we was just trying to go pop because we did this song with Pharrell. And I ain't gonna lie, Pharrell really pushed that that beat on us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, actually, no, he didn't. I think he only made one beat for us. You know what I'm saying? And it was one of them. You gonna love this beat. I'm gonna I'm gonna make y'all superstars with this beat and, this, mm-hmm. and all this. And then I heard it and I was like, "That don't really sound like us." You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not I'm not really feeling it like that. when... You know, this and that. But like I said, we we had no choice. We only had one beat for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Either you take and beat And he kept or... telling you. He kept telling us, man. He was like, man, when you do this shit, the girls... You know what's going- afraid,
0: crazy? It's the same thing with me. I, my, my song was not a pop song. My song was like a tale, a tale, a street, a street story. Mm-hmm. But I remember Pharrell, Pharrell definitely sold me that beat. I guess it's the beat
1: for you. Yeah, we flew out to his thing. We flew, we flew to Virginia to do that song mm. and everything. And I remember Pussy T was there, taking me around to the liquor stores and the the. Uh, he took me somewhere I forgot, but he wasn't even out yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then that's what I was saying because we heard like Noah Super Thug. We heard all these hard beats buying, and as soon as we got back, that's right when. Um, what was the one by the Neptune, the first one? The Grinding? The Grinding beat came out, and I was like, nigga, we... They had that first, that first record, The Funeral Joint, right? Why didn't he give Before us that beat? But but that was then, all... they, then
0: they repurposed the clips, and it came out with that Grinding shit.
1: That just sounded like some alcoholic <laughs> shit to, to me. I was so like, man, we tripped. We should have had to just make another beat just like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> or do something, because I, I, I was listening to him and I was like... I don't know. It, it, the, the song had to grow on me, I guess, but... Mm-hmm. You know, Pharrell kept guaranteeing us that the girls were gonna get naked to that song and they yeah. definitely did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we got the foot. We, we we did like a documentary thing when I when we first did the song uh-huh. and we let it be known that Pharrell told the told us to tell all the girls to take the I don't know, take the clothes off or get on stage and strip oh, I forgot what it was, but it was it was turning. it was that song really <laughs> Really, um, got a lot of people naked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, Pharrell didn't tell no lies then. <laughs> nah, he wasn't lying at all. <laughs> and people trip because they they don't realize that 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 we put out all these albums and that that song sold the most. I, I that, that makes sense. All the shit we did with Swift and with mm-hmm. all these other people that sold the
0: most.
1: Yeah, that's how it go. Yeah, that's how it go. The album didn't sell the most, but the song did. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right.
0: Now, the name of the group is The Alcoholics. You talk about having problems with it. Mm. Um, and Under 21, um, you talk about uh, going up to the kids and the, they're the kids of the future.
1: 21 and,
0: and under? Uh, under? Under 21, the song.
1: Yeah, 21 and Under. That's 20. A, oh, it's called Under 21?
0: There's a song called Under 21. Oh, on, I thought it was on the 21 and album. Under. Okay. On the second album. Okay, did you you talk about the, um uh, that's the nigga from the Licks, let's crack a 40 yeah. That song. True that, story.
1: You,
0: that's a true story. Mm. And that was in... Columbus. Columbus, when I used to go back and visit in yeah,
1: you know, the summers and shit, yo. Know? And I went back there and um, that happened, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I felt weird because the kids was really drinking 40s at a young age. And you and you know the know alcoholics. Saying? Yeah, I was just like, damn, it's just, it's my hood, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't new, but it was, I put it in a rap, and, you know, it just, um, people really liked it, you know, because I put Columbus on the map with that. Right.
0: But I've heard you talk about how the lifestyle of people. Fans coming up to you and wanting to drink with you and take pictures and having a drink with you all the time mm. and having the drinks in the dressing room and I I didn't start drinking alcohol I drank 40s when I was in high school mm. for a year in freshman year until I threw up on a on a city bus <laughs> and then I was like this is not for me
1: yeah we so were like that but...
0: yeah it wasn't for, and then I and then when I started rapping for a living that's when I started drinking I didn't drink before then when that I started it? touring. And you know, having to promote the record, mm-hmm. being in clubs and all that lifestyle, fucking with high tech in them, started mm-hmm. drinking some Hennessy and some fucking Grey Goose and all that. Mm-hmm. Early in my career, like it took me a minute. I still drink now. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You dealing with you going through a sobriety journey. Yeah, I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not there yet. Um, but I do. I. 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 I have that pressure put on me. Mm -hmm. as Talib Kweli, the conscious MC. So I can't imagine what that pressure would be like for Rico from The Alcoholics. Mm -hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? I mean, the whole thing is that um, alcohol is a drug. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like anything else. So is cigarettes. So is, you know, a lot of different things. There's drugs. And, you know, basically it was like, um, like I said in a couple different interviews and shit like that, just imagine if you know, if, if you see your favorite rapper... And they portrayed his image. You know what I'm saying? See, everything was was was. We had a lot of white fans. You know what I'm saying? And they really took that party and shit seriously. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they want to. They, <laughs> they put you to the side. Like, hey, drink this beer out the funnel and all this shit. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? We like what the fuck and everything. Right. We was on the Warped Tour. You know what I mean? Right. So I was magic. on a Warped Tour we're, too. With Fishbone and yeah, I did that too. I everybody did all on the that. tour drunk. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. You know this and that. We was just we was just living that rock style, uh, rock star lifestyle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it snatched me, man, because. At first, you know what I'm saying, the first couple of years and everything was cool. Cause I really didn't notice I really had a problem problem mm. until way later down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like until like probably like um, 2010 or some shit like that. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is really getting out of control, you know? Because the whole thing is that when you're young and you have uh, relatively young, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, not teeny bopper, but, you know, when you... um. When you're young enough to have fun with the money that you're making and you really don't have a lot of responsibilities, mm-hmm. per se. When my kids, you know, started being born, that's when, you know me, I started slowing down, slowing mm-hmm. down, and then pick back up. And then just um, just out of uh, my age and everything, I just mm-hmm. couldn't move like I wanted to and everything. And people started to notice that you, you declining, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I would just go, I would go to a, do a show, right? And I would get some money from the, you know, they'd give you cash back then and everything. So i get the cash and everything, put it in my pocket. Plane leaves the next day in the morning and shit like that. I'd be like, fuck that, man. What well, we at, Miami? And I would just stay a week spending the money that I just made on the show. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I ended up moving to Miami because of that. I just got drunk and liked this place and was right on the beach. And I mm-hmm. had it and just, you know, stuff like that. You you wish you had that money back now. But, you know, some of the best times of my life. But, it's, you know, everything has to come to an end before you come to an end. You That's know what right. What I'm saying? And... To tell you the truth, man, a lot of great shit been happening since then. So That's beautiful. You know, I encourage anybody to make that step. <laughs> yeah, you talked
0: about your kids and I've heard you talk about your family before, and I think it's dope how the family nurturing energy is part of what helped me helped you make that decision.
1: Yeah, yeah. My mama was trying to give me in a rehab before and all this shit. And I was like, damn, if your mama's trying to help you and you ain't trying to help yourself, then you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just one of the decisions you gotta make, you know, cause everybody knew me from that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to come to my house cause my house was. Yeah, it's like part of your identity, right? Yeah, everybody, when I bought the house in Vegas, for instance, like it was like a damn frat house, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people used to come to town and they wouldn't, they, they already knew, you know, fuck the strip, fuck the hotel, we in at Tash House and they right. would come for a week and just jump in my pool and drink and smoke and the other, the other drugs there. And mm-hmm. it just turned, it just got out of control, man, but. I ain't gonna keep telling the same story. I'm good to go now and, you know, thank you to everybody that helped me, um, you know, kick my little habit, you know what I'm saying? And, and I ain't touched a drink in four years. Well, it would be four years in March. That's beautiful, bro. You know? That's
0: beautiful. Um, and I I love the fact that you are able, the duality uh, uh, of being an artist, you're able to still, like, alcoholics as a hip-hop group is a beautiful thing. Mm. And, and the fact that y'all still are able to do shows and and powwow together, and the fact that you got Smokeaholics now, which you
1: mentioned a couple mm-hmm. times, because we partook. Yes, we did. That's why we talking like this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, man, tell us about Smokeaholics. Uh, actually, we we I'm revamping that right now. You know, the alcoholics and um, what, what we did was took the the, the concept of the alcoholics, mm-hmm. and we realized we didn't drink like we used to. Well, mm-hmm. I I don't drink at all. Jay don't drink. I don't know what Swift be doing, but <laughs> you know. We just we saw an opportunity because weed is legal now. We live in legal states, California, Vegas, and we just uh, took the name, changed it to the. I mean, uh, took the name Alcoholics, revamped it, put it Smokerholics. Um, we 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 actually we about to. I got two situations, so I ain't gonna tell you I'm going with it yet. Mm-hmm. But Smokeaholics will be in a lot of dispensaries coming up very shortly, no top doubt. of the year,
0: no doubt. And we can't just talk about the smoke. We also got to talk about the music. Mm. I told you I wanted to play you some music, mm. so I, I definitely want to. play You ain't play
1: playing you. me nothing, dissing my homeboys, man. Oh no, I'm <laughs> not playing you that
0: one. We not <laughs> yeah, we not playing that one. I'm gonna play. I'll, I'll, we, I'll, we, I'll, we passed that one. We got past yeah, that one. I, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna play you some music though. But um, but you have uh new music that you've been working on. Yeah, that I would like. I got a to bunch speak- of shit. <laughs> I got a
1: I got a um because the whole thing is I was in in like I said I was I was um during the pandemic and all this and everything. I got this little app on my phone. I ain't gonna shout them out because I they owe me some money because I done told everybody about it and never my long story. But um, this app that I got, um, I probably got about 70 songs mm. in there. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy just to record yourself and everything. Mm-hmm. So basically my situation that um, the newest music you, you're going to hear from us, the Alcoholics, is we have a beer coming out January 29th. Mm. And if you're in town, man, come to the, the, the beer launch January 29th, the Alcoholics and Evidence, downtown LA. That sounds like a good time. Yes, it's going to be great. Shout out to Ev. Yep, shout out Ev. Um, but um, we're going to put a, we got a QR, a shout out to Twin too from Mob D, I mean from Infamous Mob. Yeah, shout out to Twin. He got Infamous Beer, but he's he's a big part of what we're doing. And what we're going to do is put the QR code on the side of the cans. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear some new alcoholics, new tasks, this and that, you can buy the beer. Or I'm about to set up, I got a website that I'm about to drop that. I'm going to be a one-stop shop. If you like the Live Victorious. Gear that we, you know, coming with. If you like the music, if you like the weed, if you like the concerts, the merch. You want a task tray, an ashtray with my face on it. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a one stop shop to really sell everything I'm doing. You know, and um, you know, you know, the task Before you go out of town, what you need? You need the task port. <laughs> if a nigga whack, what you doing? In a task can. And <laughs> the <tash> can. <laughs> if you're doing three things at once, what you doing? Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> a shout out to my man
0: Tash. I got the uh, Live Victorious yes. joint on right now with the cap. As you see, I'm styling and profiling. Hey.
1: You know what I'm saying? It's Live Victorious too. Yo. It's Victorious. Shout out Pac too, man. He, yeah, I get, shout lot, I get a lot of compliments pa- on this show, right?
0: That's, here, a, that's a good one. That's what's up, man. No doubt.
1: Shout out Edie I mean, Outlaws. Yes,
0: indeed. What well, the People's Party is proud to have. Mm. My guy, Rico.
1: Hey, man. Tash, you your feet. Hey, I want to say thank you to everybody that fucked with us from day one, man. The alcoholists, we still here, man. Thanks to this brother, man, Tyler Kwali, for having me. You know what it is, man. It's a West Coast thing.
0: Yes. All right. Yes.